Jesus, amen. Come on, let's give him one more big victory praise today. Amen. Amen. God's doing so much. It's awesome. And, and just being a part of it. And, and uh, how, how, many, how many like miracles? Yeah. Only about 30%. That's why a lot of you guys maybe are missing some. You know, miracles are awesome. And, and I love that song we sang today. You know, a miracle can happen now. But the Spirit of the Lord is here. A miracle. We're believing God for miracles in your life. I said, we're believing God for miracles in your life, in your home, in your relationships, in your finances, in your, in your physical body. We're believing in miracles. We believe in miracles. And, and, and you know, sometimes a miracle, isn't it awesome when you, when you get to watch or even be a part of, of something and, and you just know that that was miraculous, that was God. God just did something that only God could do. And, it, you know, it, and isn't it weird that sometimes the miraculous is like mind-blowing? It's like shut up, you know, you know, and you, you know, snap a picture, and it's, it's amazing, but, but how do you know that sometimes to be in the position of needing a miracle is a little bit uncomfortable, you know, hey, we're believing for miracles, which is like saying, hope your world is chaotic, and that it's more than you can handle, because <laughs> now you're the candidate of a miracle. Okay. You know, but uh, we, we want miracles to happen. We want miracles to happen. But sometimes, I think, you know, uh, sometimes I think we, we, we miss miraculous moments. You know, a moment of time that's impregnated with purpose by God. We, 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 we take an exit off the highway, you know, just a milepost ahead of the actual miracle. Because, because it just gets too rough, it gets too hard, it gets, the pressure's too much. And, and, and you know, uh, and, and we, we find an exit and act like that was God's perfect plan. Did you see how God got me out of there? And how, how he rescued my bacon? I mean, did, did you see how God, but sometimes, sometimes, no, we did that. Because, you know, instead of waiting and letting God operate, we took over. You know, sometimes we got to learn, you know, we need to hear God. And we need to obey God. And we need to trust God. But we need to stop being God. You know, not only in our own lives, but especially in the lives of others. I mean, it's always, you know, it's, it, it's crazy how often in the lives of others we, we inject, you know, ourselves. And want, want, to be the, want, want to be the savior. And the reality is, and I know that, you know, come on, every parent gets this, I think, because with your kids, it's really hard to take your hands off and, and let God, you know, do his job. Because we want to, we want to do it. And why, why do we do that? Well, because, because our, our opinion is that we can see what's happening and that we know what should be done. In our opinion... You know, if I just do this and if I just move that and, and, and we get ourselves, you know, we, we, we weasel out of stuff. You know, we, we get out from under the pressure. We remove ourselves from the equation. And quite often, God's using the situation to develop you, to grow you, to strengthen you. And then he's going he's to stand up in the middle of it and you're going to have an encounter with God like you ain't never had before. But you exited early just because you didn't like it. Hello, somebody.
You know, because in my opinion, in my opinion, you know, it's, you know, how, why does God do stuff the way he does it? Why doesn't he do stuff the way I would? You know, in my life, in my opinion, I think I know how God should handle stuff. And he does amazing things, but never in alignment with my opinion. And I think it's just to show us and to remind us, hey, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. See, my, my ways aren't your ways. It's not a put down. It's actually an invitation up. But, but you, have to be, you have to be willing. And, and I, don't think, you know, I don't think we're going to change our opinion much. I think everybody in the room has opinions. Yeah? Some of you are sitting there dang right, and I don't have one about this message right now, too. Everybody, and you have a right. Look at somebody and tell them, you are entitled to your opinion. You are entitled to your opinion. You have the right, you have the right to your opinion. But I believe that God wants us not necessarily just to change our opinion, but to surrender our opinion and allow his plan and purpose. Seek first, see, we know this one, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing right, his way of being right. And then all the things you're worried about, the Bible says, that he will take care of those things. Matthew 6, 33, just seek me first, seek first my, my way of doing it, seek first my way of doing it, because his way, so I think sometimes God does it a different way, just, just to keep you in a position where you realize that he's not operating according to your opinion, you are living according to his plan. Because your opinion, your opinion can sabotage your miraculous moment. See, some of you guys are, are, are positioned in areas of your life for the miraculous right now. There's, there's problems, there's trouble, there, there's storms, there's situations, and, and, and you want to stand on the Word of God. You want to believe that, you know, when you walk through the fire, the flame won't kindle upon you. But, dude, do you know how hot it is in the fire? And if I could get out of this fire, I'm climbing out. Well, wait a minute. What if God wants you to stand? What if when the flood comes against you, but it, but it won't overtake you? Yeah, but if I could find a way out of this water and onto dry land, I mean, wouldn't that be God? I don't know. You know, I, I think we can prove not always. You know, uh, uh, Daniel chapter 3. And it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, this story blows my mind. And these guys are answering a question. The king likes these guys, remember? You got, you got Shadrach, Meshach, and, and a... And, a, and a bendigo, right? And and you know, tell these guys that that uh, uh, that 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 kind of trouble. If you get out of it, it's better. No, they were given a way out. The king came to him and said, "Man, this is super simple. It's not that big of a deal." But they and they answered him in the verse previous to this one. They said, "You know what? We don't even have to think about it. Check it out. If we are thrown into a blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us. How many of you know God is able?" To do anything, even if it is in agreement with your opinion. You, you know, I mean, God is able, and, and he, he, he is able, and, and he will deliver it, deliver us. Look at the next verse. And if he doesn't, so basically they had figured this all out. Either he will, 
or he won't. But we're still not changing our stance. See, these guys didn't live by opinion. They lived by conviction. You know, in the Holy Spirit, Jesus was talking to the Holy Spirit in John 16, and he was talking before he was sent. But, uh, of course, we know that he has been sent, so this is after he was sent. We're reading about Jesus talking about it before he was sent, right? And, it's, and Jesus said it's when he, the Spirit, comes. I love it in the Amplified Bible, John 16. In the Amplified Bible, it says, and when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration. He will convict and convince and bring demonstration. He will convict and convince and bring demonstration. You, you, you and I, when we're being led by the Spirit of God, there's going to be moments where conviction is the thing. See, there's a difference between your beliefs and your convictions. Your beliefs, quite honestly, your beliefs can change. Situations, circumstances can change your beliefs. It's your beliefs and your opinions, you know, your, your opinions are changing constantly. But your convictions that are based on the word, see, if, if you ever get a word from God, if it, if it ever shifts from being the word of God into being the word from God, when it shifts from the logos, the written, to the rhema, the spirit breathe, I mean, God himself has breathed on that word, and you know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against me I can condemn, because this is the heritage of the children of a living God. When you know, in the, in, I mean, down in your knower of knowing the things that you know, when you have a conviction, all my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children, then in the middle of the storm, you don't try to cave in. No, you stand up. Man, you, you, matter of fact, you'll, you'll, step, you'll step in just so you can step up because of a conviction. These guys had a conviction that overrode their opinion. Let me tell you something. In my life, it is my opinion that fiery furnaces are not necessary. See, if, I'm, if, if I get my way, we're not going to have those moments where my skin might get burnt off. No, God, I believe in white sandy beaches. See, we, we, have, we have a culture that, that, that's been developed over the past several years. We have a culture that if God is really blessing you, if God's really using you, there's white sandy beaches and jets involved. These guys had a culture that if God's really using you, there's a chance you're going to prison. There's a chance they're going to put you in a fiery furnace. There's a chance they're going to take you out to stone you. There's a and they had a conviction that carried them to a position that was impregnated with purpose by God. Because, see, it, the deal is, is that when you're walking with God, if you walk with him long enough, if you can stick with him tight enough, you are going to have collisions with the miraculous. Man, I'm telling you, you know, it blows our mind. We're like, oh, my God, wow. And God's like, what? Because that's just what he does. I mean, the last thing, the last thing you want to do if you're trying to get, you know, somebody buried, you know, is, is, is invite Jesus to the funeral. Because, you know, he, he's a resurrection guy. You know, and stuff that you think is going to die and wither and dry up and God steps in and life starts flowing and the miraculous occurs. But not if you've exited the road. You know, our opinions are costing us miracles. How do I know when to stand? You listen. 
You hear God. You obey God. You trust God. But you can't play God. See, you, you got to know the difference between your opinion, even about the Word of God, and counsel. The Bible says that in a multitude of counsel, that's where safety is at. Not in a multitude of opinions. See, we all have opinions and we all love to share opinions. But the deal is, is I, I'm, I really think that we need to learn when not to share our opinion. Because there are moments when your opinion is marvelous as it is to you. <laughs> and it's funny, when you look at other people, you have a lot of opinions. In your opinion, you can solve their problems in 37 minutes or less. It's almost like, remember that game show and they used to play it and I can name that tune in seven notes. I can solve your problem in three minutes. Because in my opinion, but your opinion isn't always helpful. See, you, in your opinion, well, it's easy to, how to fix this. Just do what the king said. I mean, it's the law. Obey the law of the land. Just obey the law of the land, and you're out of this thing. And he's even saying, and you know, I know it's not really how you feel, and I know, I know you don't really believe this, and I know that this kind of goes against everything you stand for, but I don't want to see it burn. So just say what those guys want to hear, and let's go, let's go have a barbecue. I mean, let's save some propane. They don't need to waste it all on you guys. And we maneuver our way out of a collision with a moment that's impregnated with purpose by God. And the miraculous, we end up missing the miraculous. James 2, 1, well, no, Romans 12, 16, let's go to that one first. Be of the same mind toward one another. Don't set your mind on high things, but associate yourself with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Do not be wise. I think this is really hard for us. To, to, to not be driven by our opinions. To not allow our opinions to make our decisions, to choose the direction of our life, to, to make, uh, you know, changes. We, we, we do everything based on our opinions. Look at James 2.1 in the message. It says, dear friends, don't let public opinion influence how you live out our glorious Christ-originated faith. See, here's the deal, is that you need to understand the power of opinion. Not, not only yours, but uh, the opinion of others. Public opinion, your friend's opinion, your mama's opinion, your daddy's opinion, you, you know, your spouse's opinion. I mean, it's good. You, you need, I'm not telling you to tell people, shut up. Don't tell me that's an opinion. I'm not going to receive that. I'm just saying, don't allow. You got to make sure that you understand that, that the opinions have the power to rule you. And you, you, you can't allow your life to be ruled by opinion. Man, no, our life needs to be ruled by the word of God. You, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, here's the deal. A lot of people, are, uh, because of opinion, we're, we're, we're swinging into, into places we shouldn't, we don't have any place being there. And, and, and we end up uh, separated from the end that God declared for us at the beginning, all because of some opinions. Here's the truth. We all need guidance. We all need counsel. We, we all need spiritual mentors. But the, the strong inner man, the leader in you, he needs to be strong enough to be taught. 
It needs to be strong enough to receive instruction. It needs to be strong enough to listen and to receive. See, a lot of times people come and, and, and they want to talk through things, but really all they're doing is they're looking for an opinion that agrees with their opinion because if it doesn't agree with their opinion, then they don't, they, they don't receive what, they, what they're hearing. Well, listen, you know, counsel, instruction, and guidance is going to cause you to collide with the purpose of God. But your opinion can keep all of that from you. The opinion of others can bully you and control you. And an and, and opinion has the power not, not only to rule you, but to bind you. You do not hold your opinion. Your opinion holds you. Your opinion of God, your opinion of church, your opinion, and it binds you because you're so restricted by that opinion, and suddenly you're no longer receptive, you're no longer responsive. You, you just step back and hold tight to your opinion, and now you're no longer teachable, and you're no longer easily corrected. It used to be, used to be, man, there's people in my life that used to be so receptive, so responsive, and somewhere along the line, their opinion has been fed and grown, and now when we talk, I can tell they, they, are, they are assuming that I'm sharing my opinion. Listen to me. If you ever come to me, you know, if you ever go to a, to a counselor to get counsel, and, and they have prepared and prayed and sought God for you, that we are not sharing our opinion. Because in my opinion, you're probably getting exactly what you deserve. I'll just move on. See, if you're not strong in your faith, if you're not strong in the faith, if you haven't developed, if you haven't trained yourself in the word, you know, if in your opinion, resources like right now media there's, there, there's probably something that somebody wants from me, so I'm just not, not going to click that link and sign up and have you know, 30,000 teaching videos available to me because there's something in there. They're, they're, they're hacking my computer or something. See, if, if your opinion keeps you in a place where you can't develop and train your inner man, then suddenly you're going to be faced with opposing opinions. And you won't know what to do. First uh, Kings, right, 1821. How long halt you between two opinions? If God be God, let's serve him. If Baal's God, then serve him. And look, and the people answered him not a word. Why? They were stuck between two opinions. They didn't have the strength. And their, their inner man wasn't strong enough just, just to recognize, well, God's God. Let's serve him because, because there are so many opposing opinions. Even when you are committed to doing the right thing at the right time, at the right place, looking for the right people, there are opinions that will stand and contradict what you are attempting to do. You, 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 know, you, will, you will do everything you can to grow in the Lord, and you're going to have fam family and friends in their opinion. You're doing it wrong. Well, you got to have something that says, man, I, I, you know, no, that's for me and my house. We're serving God. Well, yeah, but in our opinion, to do that, no. I'm, I got I to gotta receive from the Lord. You know, I, I, I got to listen to God. 
And if you're going to help me with it, great. Let's seek God together. Let's get the counsel of the Lord together. Let's find the mind of Christ. But you have an opinion. you got to hold that one. And let's hang on to God's word. See, uh, there's a difference between an opinion and counsel. Isn't it interesting that uh, opinions are imposed you hear people's opinions, you didn't even want it. And with social media, <laughs> oh my gosh. Social media just makes it really simple to broadcast our opinions. Opinions are imposed, counsel is invited. See, Counsel is something that you open up to. Opinions are something you got to protect yourself from. You know, everybody has an opinion about how a pastor should live, where a pastor should live, what a pastor should wear, what a pastor should drive, how the pastor should drive it, when the pastor should replace it how the pastor should replace it, and who he should replace it with. And everybody has opinions about everything. I mean, dude, I, I don't know if it's like this for you, but when we go out to dinner, and there are certain times that we'll run into people, and we'll see them at, hi, and we're waving at them, and they're forming an opinion based upon what Shelby has ordered. And frankly, Scarlett, we don't live according to people's opinions. We, we invite counsel... And, and I'm not saying that, oh, feel sorry for Tom. I don't care. You have opinions right now. Right? Some of you guys, your opinion has changed three times about me since I started the message. I can't be, I can't be ruled by, by opinions. And neither can you because God wants you on a course that's going to collide with the miraculous in your life. So you got to understand the difference between an opinion and counsel. And counsel's not just going to come to you over the internet. You have to seek God. Knock. I'll open it up. Ask. I'll give it. I'll give it. James, he said, you know, you don't know what to do. You need some wisdom. Ask God who gives liberally and upbraideth not. But you better make sure that you're asking godly people. Or they'll give you your, an opinion, and it might be something that has bound them and controlled them and ruled them their entire life. And they're great people. They're just very opinionated. The way you're looking at me, I'm just going to keep going. Proverbs 19.21, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that stands. Proverbs 15, 22, without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. We need counsel, but we need it from the right people. You need it from word people. Counsel comes from the word of God. There's safety in a multitude of counsel, not a million voices. It's a lot of scriptural foundation. 
in a multitude of counsel. Counsel comes from the Word of God. Counsel comes from wisdom, insight, revelation, understanding, discernment, gifted by the Spirit of God. It's not like you need a million voices, but you need some scripture references. Come on. You're gonna, you're gonna, this is your life we're talking about. This is your future. This is, this is your testimony. This, this, is, this, is, your, you know, this is your opportunity. This is, this, is, this is your ministry. This is your calling. Don't, don't screw it up because you, well, I heard several different opinions. No, I need a word from God. See, opinions block truth, but counsel releases truth. John 8, 31, 32, if you continue in my word, then you'll be my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the knowledge of that truth will make you free. I'm telling you, counsel will open doors that have been locked for years, and opinion will tell you, well, in my opinion, you can't get through there. You think this is a good idea? Well, in my opinion, it looks great. But the counsel of the Lord would say, no. See, opinions, uh, uh, opinions judge and counsel guides. I, I wrote down, I went to uh, dictionary.com, wrote down the definition of opinion. A belief or judgment that rests on grounds insufficient to produce complete certainty. See, opinions are a judgment. In the opinion of the court, when you read a document, the opinion of the court is, and it's a judgment. Your opinions are judgments. And they bind you. And, and, and they block you. See, in my opinion, it's way too dark during worship. That's what you're noticing during worship? Well, it's just super dark in here. Well, we do that because we want people to lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. And when it's too light, it, uh, what happens is, and we didn't come up with this, is just they've done all kinds of research, and Barna Institute has done the research, and they've, they've discovered that in a darker atmosphere, people are more free to worship God than they are in a room that's well lit, because in a room that's well lit, their mind's telling them that everybody's watching them. But when it's darker and they realize nobody can see me, they're more free to just worship God. So we want you to worship God freely, so we dim the lights. Now, I know in your opinion it's too dark, but we sought counsel. Well, in my opinion, it's too loud. Yeah, but see, we sought counsel on that too because we know that in a room that's kind of quiet and you can hear people singing next to you that ought not ever open their mouth and sing. (laughs) But we want them to have the liberty to sing their guts out without being heard. So we sought counsel. You understand, we sought counsel. Well, well, in my opinion, this is what we should be doing. Yeah, but we've sought counsel. We've prayed about it. We sought God. Well, in my opinion, you're wrong. You could be right. But we're going with the counsel of the Lord. See, your opinion is a judgment. I'm telling you, opinions quite often are the strategy of the enemy to bind you, to keep you from truth and revelation and collision with the miraculous. Because in your opinion, it's hard to receive something right from something that you, in your opinion, is wrong. Next verse. 
Isaiah 28, 29. This also comes from the Lord of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. See, counsel guides you. And he is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. And he will guide your life. He, he will lead you into battles you can't win. He will lead you into problems you can't solve. He will lead you into situations you can't afford. Why? Well, so you can have an experience that, do you understand that when, when they had heated that furnace up and the three Hebrew children went to the furnace, the first guy they sent to check was consumed by the fire outside the furnace. And they said, well, before we check again, let's let it cool off. And the next guy goes and he peeks in there and he comes back and he says, how many bros did we throw in there? Three. I see four. And one of them is looking like the son of God. Well, if they had missed that opportunity, dude, it's not that the fire didn't burn them. It's that Jesus was in the fire with them. It is not that the battle can't be won by you. It's that Jesus shows up in miraculous ways in places you wouldn't be caught dead on your own. Counsel will guide you. Opinions will kill you. Opinions bring division. Counsel brings us together. You can't build your marriage on opinion. I can't sit down with Shelby. Shelby and I just celebrated 32 years of marital bliss. We are, we are, I am so blessed. I mean, my Lord, I am so blessed. A beautiful wife, three great boys, a, get to be a part of a, an amazing church. And, and, you know, I just keep holding on to Shelby because every good thing in my life I know is just the manifestation of God's love for Shelby. <laughs> God's, you know, I reap benefits because he loves her so much. <laughs> I, I hesitate to tell you what I told the guys at camp. Should I tell them? Can, can, I, use, can I use the word? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm just going to tell you this. We're, we're at man camp, and one of the guys speaking, mentioned that he, he was an ass. <laughs> he himself was an ass. He called himself an ass. And then he said what he meant to say was donkey, <laughs> which was a lie, which made him a lying ass. <laughs> okay? And I said, Pastor Glenn is a lying ass by his own admission. I, on the other hand, I'm just an ass. <laughs> I don't lie. I ain't lying. I know who I am, and every blessing in my life is because God loves her. Okay? And, and, and I look at my life. 32 years, we can't sit down at the table and get each other's opinion. Because hers 
He's always nice. Mine is always right. <laughs> well, if I didn't believe that, it wouldn't be my opinion. We can't build a marriage on opinion. You can't build relationships on opinion. You need counsel. You need insight. You need revelation. You need, you need to reach. To, I don't know what some of you guys think God's for. It's like a parking spot at the mall. Come on. Man, you got to get him engaged in your journey, in your walk, in your life. See, we don't do anything just, somebody's getting revelation right now. We, we don't do anything just, just geared off of opinion. We've done it. Obviously, you know, we, we made mistakes. We got together in art. We had an opinion and stuff. Yeah, but trust me, hardly anything happens based on my opinion. We're seeking counsel. See, in my opinion, if you slip off to sleep in this service, we should put a plastic bag over your head and let you meet Jesus. I think what a waste of, of space and opportunity for somebody who needs God. Well, be careful. You'll offend that guy that's sleeping. He's sleeping. <laughs> offend him. I want to kill him. Opinions change. Well, in my opinion, you shouldn't even have said that. I probably should have sought counsel. <laughs> Opinions change. Counsel stands. See, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. I'm out of time, but just listen. Opinions will shrink you. Counsel will enlarge you. Opinions are the currency of the crowd. Counsel is the currency of a friend. And we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother who would love to speak into your life. He would love to illuminate the path before you. But you have to learn to receive his counsel. You have to be hungry for it. You can't scan the pages of Facebook and find direction from God. You need to seek him with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, he says, when you seek me with your whole heart, when you want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you're not disappointed. You'll find it. Guys, let's, let's not be a people who are ruled by opinion. Now, again, we all have them. We're not going to set them on the shelf. We have opinion. But don't let it rule your life. Don't let your decisions be manipulated and controlled by the opinion of the crowd. Live according to the counsel of our God. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you today that you're doing a work in us, that you have us on a course to collide with miraculous moments. Father, this week, there's going to be moments of crazy breakthrough, healing, deliverance, renewal, refreshing. God, help us receive counsel from God, counsel from the Lord. Help us build relationships that can counsel one another with the Word of God. And God, as we, as we, as we strive for this, let, let us begin the day chasing you and end the day closer to you 
perfect in the beginning. Let us be more like you when we go to bed than we were when we got up. And that is our goal. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, some of you here today, it's time to make a decision. It's, it's, it's time to allow God to get real in your life, which means you're going to have to get real with God. And we're all going to pray a prayer together today before we leave. But if you're here today in this room, I want you to know something. We won't embarrass you. We won't have you stand. We won't call you out. But if you're here today and and you say, you know what? It's time for me to make Jesus Lord of my life. I I need to accept the love that God offers me through relationship with his son, Jesus. So I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I'm going to make it personal. I want to invite you today to know that as you pray this prayer, God's going to hear it. And the greatest miracle that ever occurs is in the transformation of a heart in a man, woman, boy, or girl when he says, God, I need you, and I receive you. So if you're here today and you're going to make that your prayer while no one's looking around, I just want to agree with you in prayer. So just hold your hand up real high so I can see it. Just lift it up real quick, and we're going to pray this prayer together. Thank you, ma'am. That's awesome. You can put it down. Thank you, sir. That's cool. Thank you, ma'am. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, come on, guys. Celebrate today. Want everybody in this place, pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I know I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God one more big praise.